All right, what up, podcast people? This is episode nine of the Burke Does Work podcast, and I am back here with my boy, Daniel Ledbetter. Hey, yo. Yeah, man, and uh, just wanted to bring him back on because obviously I thought the last episode went really well, but had a few life updates happen, and uh, just thought we would update you on some real life stuff and you know how potentially uh, we can help you in this 2021 uh, opening and the ending of coronavirus year. So, uh, yeah, dude, one of the big topics was Daniel got engaged. Oh, that's what we're starting off with. Love it. Yeah, dude, starting off with the engagement. So, yeah, dude, uh, talk us through it. How long have you guys been together? How did the uh, how did the whole engagement go down, at least? Uh, first of all, I'm super excited. Um, anybody who follows me on social media saw the videos that we posted up um, about... You know, surprising her in front of the Bellagio fountains in Vegas, lights going off, fountains going off, uh, you know, got her to turn around long enough to get down on one knee and propose. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's another deep feeling of appreciation and connection that I have with her, you know, after getting engaged. And all you married people kind of know <laughs> better than I do, you know, this feeling of, you know, working hard and building up and seeing a future with this person and finally being able to, you know, surprise the person and, um, you know, let them know like all the little misunderstandings that happened along the way. And uh, I was just definitely blessed to have some, you know, help from some of my friends, you know, to cover for me while I go ring shop and, um, you know, Man, it was, it was just so rewarding, and, and I'm so grateful to be starting this uh, stage of my life, and, um, you know, I'm a little late to the game, but uh, just just happy that I found the right one, so I'm super excited. Yeah, dude, I'm super excited for you. I remember, uh, like, obviously, like, we just talked about it, but, you know, I remember when you guys first started dating, and kind of just, like, the to see the, the exponential growth that you guys have kind of had uh, in the last, what, year, year or two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's been crazy, man. And uh, yeah, I know obviously some of you guys know me. I got married, uh, la or I guess technically almost two years ago now. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I wanted to kind of take this time and obviously talk to somebody who now knows kind of the uh, ins and outs. At least you're starting to know the ins and outs of you know the engagement life or the committed <laughs> life. Yeah. And uh, something that you know is not talked about enough um, through my experiences through personal training or just people I know. You know, I, I definitely feel like a lot of people um, either you know, really hit their goals and succeed or, you know, can be uh, quite the opposite of that in terms of, you know, negative effects of, you know, uh, how their relationship kind of uh, affects their mood, affects how they live mm -hmm. their life. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously like, we want to keep it as positive as possible here, but it is the, uh, the reality of it. Um, you know, not every relationship is great. I know we talked about like a statistic, like it was like 53 or some odd. Yeah, 52%. Yeah, yeah something crazy high. And it's crazy because not a lot of people know that. And uh, that's yeah, also get divorced. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, yeah. the divorce rate is so high, and uh, that's also kind of why I wanted to hop on here with with Dan because obviously I know he's a good guy, and maybe we can uh, spread some knowledge to some other good guys out there that can also be good men and continue to be good men. And if you're uh, having issues with the ladies, maybe uh, some of this can help. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you talked about like having a good supportive partner. Yeah. Um, well, let's first look. 
look what it uh, you know sounds like on the other side uh, of the fence when you don't have a supportive partner. Yeah. You know what I mean? You you guys both have bad habits. You've got things in the house that you shouldn't be eating. You got routines that you you shouldn't be doing that lead to more bad habits. And when you start correcting those and everything gets to like critical level, you're like, okay, I gotta make a change. And you're starting to do this, and you've got your chemistry working against you. You don't like waking up early. You know your your body hungers for all these sugars and and um, you know processed foods and um, you know then you have to grocery shop and you have to do make your meals outside of everybody else's meals and uh, you know your partner wants you to do things that don't line up with the habits that are going to produce good results for you so it's an uphill battle and then if that person's kind of set in their ways or they're just not ready to take that next step it's an uphill battle that you not only have to be strong and fight your own um, battles but you have to be strong enough to resist the urges and and say things in a, in, in a loving way that hey you know what I'm trying to reach these goals and and do this for our future you know I, I can't go out tonight and you know go drinking and and, and do mm -hmm. this activity even though it's a social event I gotta say no to it because it would be you know counterproductive to my goals and I want to get to my goals and live better feel better you know be better for you know our relationship and future so um, you know not not having a person who also is on the same page uh, with you giving you that support you know at the very least just like not getting in your way um, that that can be that can make the journey that much harder in the beginning so um, you know I, I know Stevie's real supportive of you and you know you talk you know great things about you know having her support and um, you guys you know on the same page with what you do but just I mean how hard would that be to you know go through your marriage with somebody who um, you know, doesn't see things the same way as you, and they're kind of dragging their feet, even, not willingly, but just unknowingly. Mm -hmm. You know, how hard would that be? Yeah, like so unsupportive, and yeah, <laughs> I think uh, to kind of put a finishing statement on what you said, dude. Like, I feel like a lot of you know good relationships obviously are based on trust, and uh, a big piece is compromise too. You know, just like how you said when you're trying to succeed as a professional, you know, making money or as a parent, or, you know, even when it comes to fitness, you know, like I know plenty of people out there that are like, Hey, you know, I'm going to try to start this next chapter of my life. And I want to try to cut out alcohol or this or that. And I know it's all fun and games when people say this, but, Oh, you're a quitter. You're quitting drinking alcohol, this and that. And I know it's funny, but you know, these are real issues that people are actually like dealing with, you know, as far as, you know, what, people deal with as far as their vices and what they go to and you know some people you know have their like we talked about this last time some people have their alcohol some people have their gym routine some people's drugs um some people's sex you know it, it really just depends and you know fitness is such a positive outlet these days i feel like it's really hit or miss in terms of the exposure of what and what and how fitness can change your life you know mm -hmm. once you start um, you know, there's plenty of uh, people. We used to work at a location that actually had like two or three halfway houses right across the street from the gym. And uh, I don't know how many conversations you have with those guys, but you know, they, they want to talk, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah, it's a gym, but you know, they're, they're there to better themselves just like everybody else is. And you know, if I could just kind of be that supporting guy in the gym, you know, it, unknowingly, I'm sure, you know, you could be a supportive spouse or husband or wife or vice versa, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, so I think uh, just one big major topic is not like question, you know, everything about your relationship, this and that. But I do think every so often, you know, you definitely need to realign the goals and uh, at least talk with your spouse or a significant other about, you know, what the next you know, three, six, nine, 12 months should look like and are your goals aligned and, yes. you know, do you want to build a life together and this and that. And uh, 
I, we, we talked about the reason why the divorce rate was so high. And, you know, obviously we don't know cause I've never been there. I've never been divorced, you know, and I don't plan on getting divorced, but you know, I come from, you know, a single mother and you know, in school they teach us stuff and it's kind of just common sense. Once you kind of start working in the real world and see how often somebody is getting married and then divorced and married and divorced. And, um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's sad, unfortunately for a lot of people, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Support from the partner comes in many ways and communication is, is the first, you know, step in my opinion, you know, communicating what your concerns are, what your goals are. That's great for you to outline that three, six, 12, uh, game plan. And, and, you know, obviously some people are like, Oh no, you need to do it like one year, five year, 10 year. Oh, that's all great. But some people, they need a baby step even before that. And they need to generate some momentum. And, and sometimes there's big changes ahead and they need to have room for adjustments. And if it's just, a one year, three, five year, you know, like 10 year, there's not as much room for adjustment in my opinion. So, I mean, uh, to, to each its own, at least try something um, and uh, create a game plan. And then, you know, al along the way, review, um, you know, how things are going. Are you getting closer to that goal? Are you getting away from a goal? What is this month's takeaways? Like, I like to ask Victoria this when we go on our walks and we talk about, you know, the things that happen throughout the week and stuff like that. You know, I, I heard this from a podcast uh, one time and it was like, uh, you know, ask them, ask, ask her or whoever you're talking with, you know, what did you learn this week and what did you love? And, and it's just a moment of reflection where we're trying to pay attention to the things that we learned in the week. What were our lessons? And then what are we going to do next week to better or um, uh, better ourselves or apply the lessons that we learned? So that way we can hopefully bump our head a little bit less next time and make a little bit more progress. And, and that's what it's about. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of consistency. You know, I mean, we've all heard that just get 1% better every day, you know, like, mm -hmm. and sometimes I I like to, you know, relay this to people. Sometimes it's not always about making progress every sing single day, but it's not allowing regression, right? Mm -hmm. Like if, if you're out of the gym, you know, so many days out of the year, it's not like you're making progress on those days, but if you can just prevent like a big drop and, and regression, that's gains over a six month period of time, right? So sometimes it's not always about making progress, but preventing regression. Um, and we use that with analysis uh, of our three, six, 12 month game plan. And, you know, how did things go there? This week, how did things go then? And, and and really, that opens up the lines of communication a lot. And I think that's that's really important. Yeah, yeah. And I'm no professional husband or anything. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm still a young lad and haven't even married <laughs> more than five years. But you know, I have been a single man for a long time before that. Um, and I've also, you know, like there was times where we weren't together, and there was times where you know I got to sit and think about, you know not having anybody in my life. And, uh, you know, I feel like more often than not, you know, I know we have a few friends in general that have just asked us, you know, like, how do you see, uh, or how do you get, um, successful relationship? You know, how do you build a successful relationship? Like, how do you talk? How do you do this? And, um, you know, I, I know I've, I've probably gone to you and I mean, just the amount of times we've shot the shit together about, you know, past experiences mm -hmm. and, and steps back that we've had to take, you know, like, like I said, it's a compromise, but it's not a compromise that you're going to get right every single time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just one thing that I'm just, I'm so looking forward to for you, dude. And uh, to finally <laughs> have you. a, yeah, dude, just good girl to finally match the good guy that I know you are, dude. So super stoked for you. Thanks, and man. Uh, yeah, dude, if anybody's out there, you know, there's also a lot of pressure out there for people that, you know, if that are single that, you know, maybe it might be from your parents or religious beliefs or this and that. But just don't rush, you know? Like, if you're not ready to be with yourself, you're not ready to be with anybody else. 
Um, that would be my number one kind of tip for anybody out there Agreed. who's, you know, kind of single or, you know, kind of looking for the answer or, you know, just kind of looking for a man or things will get better when I have that girlfriend or things are, will get better when I have that ring on my finger. Syndrome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Destination syndrome. Let's elaborate on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, for example, myself, like getting myself ready and making sure I have the room in my life, you know, for Victoria and, and making sure that I'm in a good place that I don't need anybody else, but it would be great to have the company of somebody mm -hmm. who shares the same beliefs and, and, and cares for me, you know, and I care for them. And once I kind of stopped looking and stopped saying, I need this to be better or it'll be better when I get here. Uh, once I was just like, you know what, no matter what happens, I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to be engaging with my environment on my terms. I'm not going to be uh, reactive. I'm just going to decide to engage with my environment the way that I think would give me the best results. And when I stopped just being coming reactive and, and, I, and then my environment started to change and when I was consistent with good efforts that lined up with my game plan, then things started to, you know, blossom for me more and more. And, uh, you know, I put it out there, uh, you know, the, the type of person that uh, would be great for my future. And, you know, shortly thereafter, uh, Victoria came into my life and we developed our relationship. But, um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't really ready for this. You know, there was times when I. Um, You're never going to be ready. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I wanted it to happen so hard, but I think that was the push of not being ready and wishing I was ready. And when I, I stopped doing that, it gave, was that saying, when you stop chasing things, then it gives you, it gives them time to find the right things to find you or something like that. Mm -hmm. It gives you time for mean. the right things to find you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, that's dope, man. And, uh, yeah, as I said before, we're not professional counselors or anything, <laughs> but this is just personal experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I th I'm pretty sure we covered all of our bases as far as like relationship and whatnot. And, um, you know, granted, we can go on and on all day about, you know, supportive relationships. Um, yes. But, you know, in regards to mental health and physical health, you know, just really make sure that, you know, if you are that husband out there who, hey, babe. You know, I'm a, even a victim of it. I even made fun of Stevie last night for wearing my clothes. And I told her, to, not I didn't tell her to change, but I insinuated <laughs> that she should change her clothes because we were going to go out to eat and she was wearing all my clothes. And I was just giving her shit for, you know, just looking like a bum. But, you know, <laughs> granted, I told her I was sorry. It's all in good fun, this and that. I don't do that on the regular. But I know, like, you know, people think it's funny to just constantly shit on females, in, in particularly like your wife or your sister or this and that. And, you know, it's causing a or lot even of... even in reverse. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, even in reverse, you know, females fucking with guys, you know, hey, beer belly, this or that that um you know people have these struggles that you know it's not it's it's so much harder to you know understand when you haven't gone through it and especially when you're poking the bear and that person is supposed to be you know your your support system um like i said i'm not gonna say rethink it and you know leave that person and f that person and never talk to them again mm -hmm. but you know really you know evaluate who you have in your corner for the long run and uh, how that's going to affect your personal, professional, and physical success throughout the years. Yeah, and, and be good to those people around you because you don't know who might benefit just from an uplifting word that you oh, say, yeah. you know, and they're like, wow, you know, you this, you were really nice to me. That was the day that I thought that I was going to do something really stupid or yeah. I really needed that uplifting, um, you know, statement from you and that appreciation. And then I started doing things a little bit differently because I could see, you know, uh, good people in the world. Uh, so you, you, nev you never know, um, you know, how, 
you can change somebody's life just by you know saying a couple things that are that are sweet and appreciative and 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 that's the way you would want to be treated and and how good does that make you feel when when somebody else says something nice about you appreciates you you remember that it means something special to you so um, you can change the world you know um, just with you know a couple good uh, comments to people you know each day so 100% 100% man well I think that's going to wrap up at least the relationship section that was like 20-25 minutes of just talking about how awesome our females were so just knuckle touch for having boom. knuckle touch for having awesome wife slash fiancés just another day in paradise just another day man um, so another big topic that I want to talk about obviously we know Daniel is a saint and uh, you know he donates his hair and works super hard and um, to my knowledge this is your fourth or fifth bike ride for charity right yeah fourth one yeah um, dude so um yeah let's explain i mean you don't have to go through all the bike rides but let's talk about the next one yeah um wow yeah so uh luckily uh you know uh, one of my clients and good friends now uh tom uh, got me into these bike rides and they're like century bike rides like I, I don't know how much was like a long amount uh, distance uh to do a bike ride i'll just like very green to the sport and he's like oh yeah let's do a you know 100 mile bike ride you know a couple years ago in san diego for this uh charity called give kids the world and um it's it's kind of like make a wish where terminally ill kids get a chance to you know live uh, you know at this property kind of like disneyland and they get to you know be there with their families and 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 do things you know um and, we, and it's a great cause that he's been involved with for many years and, and doing great things for and getting and raising money. And, you know, he asked me if, if, if I would be, you know, his partner with this and, and ride with him. And I said, sure, I didn't know what I was getting into. But 100 miles later, I learned that 100 miles is really difficult. Um, but uh, it was a challenge that I was happy to do. And I'm glad that it was for a good cause. We raised some good money. Um, so, you know, then we did it again the next year. But we added in a Lake Tahoe 100 mile. And, wow, I don't know if you guys... Uh, if anybody has ever, you know, heard bike riding, uh, like distance and difficulty, and I guess this is one of the most difficult ones in the United States, which I didn't know till after I suffered through <laughs> the difficulty, the single hardest thing I've ever done. I've done a lot of a lot of challenges, you know, over the years and events, and definitely the single hardest thing I've ever done. Raised really good money. Uh, a couple weeks later, came back and did the same San Diego ride again, nice. um, 100 miles, but that was like such a breeze. I think he did 141 for his for, uh, 41st birthday. Nice. Um, and then I think I did like maybe 113 that day or something like that. He started early before the rest of us. Um, and uh, so he, he's been gr- he's been great to um, that organization. And, um, and and now he's lining up uh, another bike ride. This thing is so huge. Um, you know, we haven't been spreading the word too much about it. But um, uh, every year they've got a bike ride from Oceanside to like Baltimore, Maryland or something like that cross country. And you can do it with as many people or as little people as as um as you can collect and uh the only rule is is the bike has to be going 24 hours a day so somebody has to be on the bike and you have to switch out and bring the next person in so we're kind of thinking three or four teams of two people each person taking a you know an eight hour shift depending on the terrain and and the weather conditions and just switching off every two hours so each person doing you know 60 to 100 miles a day depending on how easy the miles are or how difficult the miles are on some on another team um you know We've got people preparing meals, you know, on the bus that's going ahead of us and a car following uh, the uh, the person actually doing the bike the entire time. And there'll be lots of people stopping along the way, riding with us, giving us uh, fuel, uh, you know, doing a lot of different things to support us in this cause. And, you know, there's like lots of documentaries about teams doing this and raising 
30 grand for their um, charities and stuff like that. So we want to contribute and help and, and do an awesome, you know, uh, uh, challenge you know put our bodies and our minds through it and, and do something good for people you know use our abilities um to uh, to make a difference uh in, yeah. in the world and put good energy out there so so that's coming up and next year sometime like in the early parts of the year so we're trying to get ready for that and do bike rides to get us prepared for that type what's of work the uh, what's the name of the charity again uh, give kids the world. Nice. Um, so uh, on my social media, I mentioned it a few times. Um, you know, I'll tag it again as, as the time gets closer and, and, and do lots of little workouts based on, you know, how to take care of your body if you're doing bike rides and all the things you need to look out for and train for. Uh, so you can do, you know, these longer bike rides uh, like this one. So yeah. uh, look for it. All levels athletics. There you go, dude. Uh, so Instagram. what would you say would be the hardest or more difficult part, the physical challenge or the mental, like staying awake and the preparing and the, the pressure and, you know, because, I mean, to me, it's just you're sitting on a piece of bike and you're just pumping your leg. You know, it can't be that hard. But uh, from, from the man himself, who's done it four or five times, you know, well, what's, uh, what's physically and mentally? And do you think somebody should do something, you know, extremely physically vigorous like that every, you know, couple months or couple years just to kind of, you know, what are your thoughts? Wow, okay, definitely a lot to unpack right there. Um, yes, I do think somebody should be doing this every so often. Does it need to be a, an event like this? No, just me because I've been in shape for a long time and, and I've got good endurance and strength uh, and, and mobility to be able to withstand something for that long a period of time. For me, it was it was okay enough to jump into it the first time and just do 100 right away. But most people do like 20 miles in like two or three hours, you know, and that's a lot for them. And, you know, sometimes they've done 50 or 60 at a time if they do 20s pretty regularly, but not many times have they done 100. So, and then depending on the uh, elevation game, it may be drastically harder. Like when I did the, the 100 with, uh, you know, in San Diego, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we're looking at up and down the coast, you know, a couple little hills, Torrey Pines, but that's not, that's not super hard. But then when you go to something like uh, Tahoe, that thing, it takes you through the fire of change and you are left with nothing no positive self-talk works nothing works and, and it really teaches you a lot about creating short-term goals and saying you know what if I can't think about the whole big picture of well, how am I gonna get through this how am I gonna do this when you all, everything you're telling yourself in your mind is not going positive the only thing you can do is say you know what that light pole up there I'm gonna just get to that one and then I'm just gonna and I'm gonna rest for a second and then I'm gonna get to the next one I'm just rest for a second we hit after our 50 miles in, maybe it was about 58 miles in, something like that, right after halfway, 60 miles, we hit a 17 and a half mile straight uphill. No, no change in elevation, just straight uphill, like such a crazy aggressive angle. And this is when the fires were going on there too. So we're dealing with altitude, we're dealing with smoke in the air and doing, you know, this difficult task straight up. And, uh, you know, I. I was mentally stripped of everything. It made me a whole lot stronger afterwards, but in that moment, it was hell. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that tells you that when you get into those moments where you feel like you can't go anymore, the last thing that's left is to say, you know what, I'm going to just get here, and that's it. I'm going to get to that, that light pole, and then I'm going to rest for a second, and then I'm going to see another light pole at the next corner, I'm going to get to that next light pole, and I'm going to do the same thing and just keep doing it, and eventually... You will be done. You will get to a destination and you will be changed and you'll be able to look back on it and it will empower you to do even better in the future. So 
Yeah. So yeah, that's great to do those things regularly. No, I I teed that question up for you on purpose because I knew that was going to be your exact answer. You know, of course, everybody should always mentally stress themselves, um, get outside their comfort zones in some sort. You know, I wouldn't fancy you a professional bike rider. You know, I'd probably yeah. classify you as five to seven different ath- professional athletic uh, pro- professions before a bike rider. That's why you know it is important for people to get outside their comfort zone. You know, physically and mentally as well. You know, I am not a big computer person, and obviously, as you know, this this podcast was one project that I was kind of working on and chipping away at, and now, you know, technically I should be at 10, but, you know, <laughs> nine, nine episodes later, you know, pumping them out, dude, so I'm, I'm super excited with that, and yeah, just setting uh, short-term goals, I think that was the, the, the big, uh, big rock that I think nowadays, especially with people wanting that instant gratification, you know, it's, it's important to set those short-term goals to set up the long-term. I feel like too many people like uh, they they worry about long term and then oh a year goes by didn't hit my goal let's try it again a year later um, so I thought you really hit it on the head with that one um, cool man so in terms of you know let's let's ride that momentum wave too it looks like everything's are opening everything everything is opening now as, uh, from what I hear I think we're in the red tier I want to say the targets still are still in purple tier, purple tier? Okay. Uh, a couple categories have turned red but we need a few more to turn red for two weeks in a row okay okay so so um, well nonetheless it's still uh, the writings on the wall for some restrictions to get lifted at least in my opinion oh yeah um, yeah and I mean I've even had a few clients hit me back and uh, I know people are are kind of worrying or and wondering what the fitness life for 2020 is going to be. And I know we are 2021 and I know we touched on this last time, last episode, but you know, from the fitness professional industry and just the world, you know, how do you predict the next, let's just go three to six right now, three to six months going, you know, do you see things opening? How should the restrictions be? Um, you know, what, what are kind of the precautions you're taking to kind of get yourself ready to go back to real life? If I can say, I, I love the the quote. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Yeah. Um, so so just constantly being ready at all times. Uh, I think where my mind is at is that, um, and where I think everybody else's mind should be at is is there's going to be a lot of injuries that happen in this short. Um, you know, mm-hmm. near future, and what's going to happen is is people have these routines and these ideas and and these egos of this is who I was before COVID, so I need to be right back in it. Um, or they have developed even worse muscle imbalances or worse compounded pro, uh, problems that have that are just have layers to them that it's going to be difficult for them to kind of get through it and. Oh man, how unmotivating is it when you go into a gym and you start to do something again or you know your your profession and you've been taking some time off and now you're like rusty and and, and it's been some time how unmotivating is that? Yeah. Right? Dude, I mean even just now we're in your uh your garage gym working out and obviously like I know it's your gym and your equipment and I see you killing it making gains. I think you've been like I don't even know how much weight in the last year. And I know I'm definitely on the bottom side of that spectrum. You know, I, I, I no longer work professionally in the fitness industry. I'm not around it as much. I'm not exposed to it as much. I, I don't expose myself to it as much, to be blunt, just because I, you know, I'm busy working and doing other things. Mm-hmm. You know, being a, I mean, I drive to LA a lot. Granted, it's no excuse. I get in when I can fit it in. But, you know, there are 
yeah, just like you said, um, there were parts even in quarantine where I was not primed to perform certain acts, and yeah, even I, I messed myself up. Um, so this is me coming from the the source himself. You know, if you're somebody out there, ego lifter or hard runner or whatever, whatever. If you haven't done anything in 10 to 12 months, just take it easy. You know, I'm not saying don't do anything and don't go outside and don't challenge yourself. But please start with the basics, stretch, stabilize, activate, get some blood flow, and then just you know take it take it a, a few weeks at a time because there there were times when you know oh I got injured, hurt myself for ten days, got caught up with work, didn't do any sort of even the slightest you know PT or priming exercises before even doing like a push up and boom shoulders blown out again for another two weeks or, or month or worse. So uh, yeah, I definitely like what you said uh, in terms of. Yeah, professionally, the trainers need to be wary for their clients coming back, but also, you know, the average person who's coming into the gym, you know, be, be wise. And, you know, uh, I, I like to give specific calls of action. And uh, the one that I'd probably say that I hope makes the best uh, impact and really sinks in on, you know, your listeners is that, um, you know, if you were to write up a plan of the exercises, you know, a couple that you don't like, a couple that you really do like, um, and, you know, some core exercises. And if you start with everything at 20 reps for the first month, and, and each month you'll change your rep schemes. And, and that means whatever you can do for just 20 reps if you can get 30 reps of it it's too light and if you can't if you can't get 15 of it you can't get close to almost 20 of it it's it's too heavy so somewhere right around 20 reps stay there for a month do everything super slow i mean like four seconds down and four seconds up with a little bit of pause in between mm -hmm. if you do that it's guaranteed to you know get the results of what those reps are designed to uh create the response in your body you will get that result and not put too much stress on your joints um or uh you know you won't be using such a weight that you can't control you do that for a month then you progress and you just do 15 reps for a month and then you progress down to 10 and then if you do want to and you have a reason for lifting heavier like you need more bone density or you just need more strength in order to resist some of the injuries that they may have with your risky uh, hobbies or things like that then you can go down to five reps but if not you start back over and one month at a time you do that rep scheme and then you change but controlling everything and doing it four seconds very slow out and four seconds very slow in if you stick to that that's like the single biggest tip that i could give anybody diversify your exercises throughout the week have a game plan and then control and keep everything slow keeping your reps on a, a per month change the rep scheme and slowly bring it down and then restart back at the beginning so 20 reps for a, a month 15 reps for a month 10 reps for a month and then you have the optional five reps for a month or testing out your max and then starting back over okay mm -hmm. nice dude so, uh, i'm gonna piggyback on top of that and uh yeah i also believe you know have some sort of system implemented where you know it's structured with you know your weekly monthly uh, uh you know exercise routines for the day if you can obviously now let's say even from the diet and the sleep side you know make sure that you guys are as best you can possibly tracking macros or at least tracking uh protein and carb intake if you guys are tracking your sleep you know i'm not great with it because i'm looking at my bare wrist and i'm looking staring at daniel's apple watch and his whoop strap and i know <laughs> he probably has a better hold of you know his resting metabolic rate than i do maybe or his heart rate but you know these are all little variables that you know if you can't work out or if you just don't like working out there are other variables in your life that you can alter to 
get a similar or the same or like the same and or similar result as far as weight loss strength even hundred percent yeah just like how you said uh four seconds in and four seconds out that you know he's specifically talking about you know like a repetition with the strength training basically all that's doing is just creating time under tension creating stress if you really think about strength training in general that's all it is is stress through repetition through weight through time under tension um all these other variables but you know, a lot of people aren't very strong. You know, you can't just pick up a 95 pound uh, dumbbell and lift it over your head. You know, it takes, you know, functional steps and patterns that you need to get your body primed to do. And even if it was just one movement, you know, if you were just to hold a plank position, everybody thinks planks are so hard. Yeah, because you're holding an isolated position, you're under tension for so long that, you know, you could almost get the same method from squats as holding an isometric squat at the bottom or push-up as holding a push-up in a 90-degree position. You know, granted, you're not getting the same range of motion, but you're still getting the activation of the muscle and you're creating that mind-muscle connection too. If you're a beginner, this is something that's amazing. Or if you're somebody who's kind of coming back to strength training, um, you know, myself included, you know, you're not going to be able to jump straight into 100%, you know, max capacity strength or explosiveness it's just not going to work and you know when we work with some of our more advanced athletes the ones that we have to really uh, hold back the reins this is something that we see quite often is is that they're trying to progress too fast i'm like whoa, whoa okay hold on a second i would rather you have consistent gains over time than to slightly overreach one time and have a setback of now you need a couple weeks of cleanup Me. if you have somebody at the helm who can clean you up real fast and, and, and prescribe the right things for you at the right tempos um, and then you need a couple more weeks to get back to just where you were so at the very minimum you're on a six to eight week plan to get back to right where you're at if not you're compounding and you're just trying to lay over and kind of train around it but then what's gonna happen you're gonna have deactive area a deactive section of muscles that are not uh, being active and helping support the whole big supportive network of muscles needed to do that that lift and then then you create muscle imbalances because some other uh, muscle muscles have to pick up the slack that those ones aren't doing because you can't turn them on because there's pain associated with it you know so there's a lot of there's a compounding effect that will happen if you don't get in there and, and work on things the correct way then you can create more problems so that's why I say please just take your time progressing uh, the hardest thing to do is keep your ego in check and say you know what I feel great today I'm just really gonna push it hard you know what if you feel great and it's these first stages going back then give it two more weeks you know <laughs> at the very least all you did was ingrained a little bit more um, muscle memory into the patterns that you're doing um, and 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 you just feel great crushing it so you feel better for longer so in the beginning I would say stay on the uh, side of caution just take a little bit longer to do everything and you will get there eventually what you don't want is a setback and feel bad and then all these bad negative self-talk and thoughts rush over yourself and then you create more problems for yourself so uh, just again take it slow that was me in that exact uh, situation almost like yeah as you know some of you may know but obviously daniel knows my shoulder's been tweaked for about two, i mean forever but badly tweaked for at least one to two months now and yeah i'm not the same when i'm hungry i'm not the same when i'm not training i'm definitely an asshole i'm negative you know i i naturally no and i know it's not just me you know there's a lot of people out there who you know if they don't you know have that alcohol or have that cigarette or have this or have that mine is if i don't work out if i don't expend any energy that negative energy is gonna you know go out on you know, you know my wife or my friends obviously not I'm, I'm not beating anybody up or anything but i feel like an asshole like i just feel like i need to get this just this weight off my chest in a sense 
And that's why it's so important to obviously like create these game plans, but we talk to you from, obviously Daniel talks to you from professional, but I talk to you from experience. You know, professional, yes, I've done it, I've seen it, I prescribe this to people, but I've also been through it. I, I, you know, Daniel's currently working with me right now, and uh, you know, I've gone plenty backwards, and you know, I'm still, it's still always an upward, uh, upward battle, upward climb, yes, but I know if, you know, I've actually, you know, took the time, out of my day to do the proper exercises or even do the proper cooling down after my movements when I was, or when I did have time, you know, it's, it's, that was my ego thing. Oh, you know, I'm sweaty. I'm just going to go home and take a shower. Oh, I'll stretch when I get home. And then I get home, you know, I'm not going to stretch when I get home. You know, you know, if you're listening, <laughs> that's to what you, you just say yeah, to get yeah, yourself through it. Exactly. It's like, Oh, at what point do I say I'm going to start stretching? At what point do I say I'm going to get some water and take this break? And, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, creating some positive momentum because, uh, Obviously, everybody just feels better when you look better, when you're more confident, things, just life is better. And obviously, that's that's the whole message of the podcast, why I'm trying to get this message out here, why I love having Daniel on, shooting the shit with me, because I feel like we, we both have a very clear kind of a message of, of how we enjoy and how we perceive the world. We want to help people. Yeah, dude. These things have helped us out. You know, I've, I've achieved a lot of happiness and success and fulfillment and fitness has been one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, like propellers of that, that things, you yeah. know, so, and, you know, I, I'm just, I'm so grateful and, and I pursue it every day and try to share that, share, share that religion with people because I know it's going to create, you know, great change in the world and that's how, you know, we're able to contribute, you know, one of the ways, so. Yeah, dude, and yeah, why not if, uh, uh, if the gyms were closed for you know X amount of time, they're starting to open. You know, I know I'm starting to kind of slowly pick up clients here and there, but you know, as we said before, it's just a major kind of passion, and, and why not speak from experience if, if we have it? You know, so why not? Um, yeah, do you got anything else? Uh, no, I, I think that's great. Cool, dude. Um, now, this is a, another hot topic here. You shouldn't watch TV too too much, but you should definitely <laughs> watch WandaVision because WandaVision <laughs> is super legit. Um, no, I just want to kind of talk about, you know, some entertaining type stuff. You know, obviously we talk about, you know, the good and the bad as far as fitness and what's distracting and, and you know, what could be a detriment and what could be a, a pro to help you. Um, but, you know, TV, Wanda, the news, Facebook, Instagram, social media, you know, anything's a distraction. And, uh, you know, it's okay to have your vices and to have that, you know, cup of coffee or have that one drink and, and not binge and uh same thing with tv and uh living life right living life yeah and, and, but enjoying life but 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 however disregard everything but, and, but, but, but. and binge watch wandavision if you haven't seen it because it's legit it's super so legit yeah it's uh if you're a big comic book uh mcu fan marvel fan uh it definitely is going to tie up a lot into the next phase like phase five or whatever the next phase yeah. is yeah so uh that's super fun. You know, I never advocate anybody being a vegetable, but if you have a free weekend or two, um, watch all nine episodes. Oh, you know what? I, I love watching TV when I was a kid. You know, we grew up, and, and that was always the one of the highlights of my week was you know watching a movie watching a cool movie that came out in theaters or whatever I do miss that I can't wait till that you know is a thing again um, and uh, 
I think it's great to do that, you know, get some quality time, see some good ideas, learn some good lessons, you know, be amazed by, you know, the creativeness that we have nowadays with movie producers and stuff like that. Good stories, great lessons, like I said, but I budget my time. You know what I mean? I work so hard, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week that when I finally do sit down and watch something, I can I can enjoy it guilt-free. Why? Because I worked hard. Kind of like a cheat meal, but it's yeah. like a cheat activity. Dude, you no. Know? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I uh, kind of explained to you earlier, dude, I had it's just been crazy for me at work and I almost feel like this is a cheat for me, you know, because mm. I should be, you know, it's Saturday, I should be working a little bit right now. And, uh, but yeah, that's, I wanted to bring that up because obviously I'm a big comic book nerd. Um, I know Daniel also is too. In this show, Superheroes. Seen, yeah, dude, superheroes in general. I mean, yeah, dude, always going to be the good side, but I see this because I see billboards for, billboards for it everywhere. Everyone's posting about it. And, um, you know, it's obviously just a show, but we're talking about, you know, trends in general, you know, the new iPhone or any sort of distraction that can kind of uh, get you out of your, you know, potential comfort zone or your, your zone that you need to stay in. Obviously, throughout the pod, in the beginning, we talked about, you know, how a um, supportive spouse can obviously help your success professionally, physically, mentally. Um, but, you know, we also got to talk about the negative vices in terms of TV, social media, you know, how much somebody influences you being on that. You know, there's a, a good amount of the people I work with just keep the TV on 24-7 and get no work done. And, uh, you know, some people are like that and some people are the ones that turn the TV off and can focus completely. And you got to know what type of person you are. That way you surround yourself with, you know, the, the people that you actually need to support you and in put limitations sense. in place yeah. put a screen time you know set some boundaries for yourself or you know what use it as a carrot as yeah. a motivation thing as like a carrot, it, yeah. it, if i if i do and i get all my work done i get this amount of time i get one episode of this or whatever do you really need to binge watch that much well maybe if you've earned a day and you want to watch a few episodes then okay i mean teach their own but i know that there's a lot of things to take care of in life and a long list of like honey do's or task list that that would really like move the needle as far as your own progress and and, mm-hmm. and you know having a happier fulfillment and things like that and, and the only person that's going to get it done is you you know what i mean so you can really delegate that off but yeah um so yeah bu- budget it use it as motivation and then just don't overindulge right like you know a, a treat is really nice you know but if you have treats all the time it's not really a treat <laughs> yeah so just reiterate you know work hard you know, don't binge unless it's WandaVision, eight episodes, nine episodes in a row. And uh, just eat all the ice cream and don't move. No, just kidding. But, uh, no, I mean, we're all about balance here. And, and obviously, like, this this topic is uh, fitness, health, mental health, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like, we're all human. You know, we I'm not going to say it's a mistake watching TV. But, you know, like, there are days where I catch myself being a little lazier than normal. There are days where I know I bust my ass or weeks where I bust my ass. And, you know, just like Daniel said, you know, if you have a treat every day, is it really a treat? And just like, you know, if you're kind of just going throughout life every day, you know, not, you know, living the way you want to live, you know, are you, are you really happy? You know, are you really, you know, living life you want to live? And that's, there's that fine line to walk to of holding yourself accountable um, to not do too much of it, but then also not beating yourself up about it. If you do do something right, you know, Mm -hmm. just budget in, you get this much. So that way, you know, you can sustain effort knowing that you are going to get that treat, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe is there a time that you need to do like a, a one month without it just to get good habits in place and start to knock 
down that list, that to-do list, before you get to the point of, okay, now I can start enjoying it, yeah, there's probably a, a, a good reason to do that and stick to that, but but eventually you need something that's sustainable. Yeah, you know? I've definitely, I've even had to do that myself. I did, you know, I deleted the Facebook, I think, and Instagram. I think I have Instagram on my phone right now, but, you know, every so often where I see myself going through that hole, like, I'll delete Facebook, Instagram. Scroll, I'll, scroll, scroll, yeah. and it just sucks you in. And it's it like, just, nope, yeah. nope, 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 stop. And it sucks because, like, even my email will be like, this is the one thing that's kind of good because I, I, I love remembering people's birthdays, but Facebook will, like, text me and be like, oh, it's this person's birthday, and I'm like, oh, who else's birthday is it? And then I kind of just, like, we'll go on Facebook real quick, and then all of a sudden, like, I just look at just funny videos and shit. It's not even, it's more Instagram, like, for me, just because, you know, generally, generationally, that was kind of the app of, of my day. You know, I don't have Twitter, I don't have, I, I barely, I go on YouTube just to watch stuff. But, um, you know, as stated before, you know, like, we all have our vices. I've been there, you know, I've had to set, I still, you know, set restrictions for myself in terms of, you know, work time and play time because, you know, at the end of the day, just like Dan said, you know, there has been times where I, I had a little too much treats or too many treats and <laughs> I got complacent and, you know, you kind of just live there and it felt like I was wasting my time, you know, and I don't want to be stuck in that siphon of complacency and, uh, you know, you got to surround yourself with the right people, but at the end of the day, you have to realize that you're in that position. No one's going to get you out of it. Yeah, take control of your life, right? Manage it. Yeah. You, you get to write your own story, and maybe it takes some time before you get to write it the way that you want. But uh, you know, making one change one week, then the next week making another little change, and then start to make more changes, reevaluate the situation, what's working, what's not. Eventually, you can. You know, like I heard this on an, on another uh, YouTube video or a um, podcast. I'm not sure from which, um, but it was talking about how happiness is a skill set, and how you know you identify the different areas in your life that mean something to you and that that play a role in your life and and for example if two out of those 10 ones are going right for you well then it's going to be kind of hard to be happy every day because only two things are going right for you but if you get to the point where you start to identify these different areas um, and you start to slowly make game plans to change them for the better and now let's say eight out of the 10 are going right for you um, it's pretty easy to be happy when eight out of 10 things are going well for you you know so for me it's like it's just another day in paradise I say that all the time to everybody and, and I really mean it because it's so easy to be happy when when you've identified those things in your life that play a role in your happiness and then it's just easy to walk through your life being appreciative and happy and grateful and then that mindset just produces more and you want to continue to you know be a, a servant to people and, and help you know share the things that made you successful and that brings you more success and then you're even more taken care of down the road it's just a positively cyclical cycle but you got to be committed to the lifestyle and, and helping people and, and all good things uh, come off of that so oh yeah man it's contagious definitely contagious but uh yeah i think that's gonna wrap up this uh section of the pod i think we're running close to like 40 50 minutes to an hour who who cares even if we're not i'm gonna make it up even if even if it's not close but uh yeah just closing statements i i think you hit it on the head dude as far as momentum you know just like how you said um you know just little pieces every day add up you know have a have a good support system you know know your worth um, get outside your comfort zone. You know, is there anything else you want to add uh, to uh, the final statements, Dan? Uh, there's a video that I heard, um, you know, recently. It was a financial video. It was talking about how businesses who, who um, grow really fast can also 
crash Pancreas really fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you're trying to get these these gains so fast in, in, in many areas of your life, then they can also disappear really fast. Why? Because your foundation in each level that you build will be built with less time and effort put into it. But if you take your time and then like that analogy and you just build one really great quality brick, one day is a brick, one quality good day, and then you set it down. And then the next day you build another great quality day and you just set it down. And then eventually if you do that over and over, you have a sturdy, high quality, great wall uh, that is your life. And, and man, that just feels so great to look back and see where you're at and just be in that, you know, uh, paradise every day. So hell yeah. Good way to put it, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, as I said before, like a closing statement, that was a good way to kill it, dude. Nux, thank Ooh. you guys so much for listening. Just uh, continue the positive attitudes. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, share, make me famous, make make this monetize, blow me up. No, I'm just Burke does work. Burke does work. <laughs> no, I could I could give a shit if I made money off of this. This is more or less, you know, just like I said, we, we have the information. We love to do this, so why not? So, as stated, thank you guys, and uh, see you guys in the next episode.